What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Vegas, a.k.a. Mr. 702, live from the building, and we are about to go under the armor. I want to let the whole world know that my daughter, Ari the Safari, favorite animal elephant, is turning eight today. And even though I cannot be in South Carolina to partake in the turn up, best believe we are going to be having a great time. We are traveling this summer. We are going places this spring and we are going to just have a wonderful time. So Under the Armour podcast, all my Under the Armour people, please, 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 please put a good one in the air because my daughter turns eight today. And the knowledge that Kobe Bean Bryant is no longer living on this earth, I would like to not highlight the massive amount of points in which he dropped at any given notice or just his fierce competitiveness and his overall Mamba mentality. I would like to just set the light on the fact that since retiring from the NBA, he has been nothing but a model of a father, that he is super incredible when it comes to his passion and desire to be a part of his kid's life. And that that is the Kobe Bryant that I would like to honor in this small podcast, understanding that there are so many great things that he accomplished, but in my heart, the greatest thing he accomplished was surviving the Denver scandal and rebuilding his relationship with his wife and then adding more kids to their tribe because it just really, really speaks to the amount of repair that he was willing to construct in order to rebuild his relationship with his queen and also just speaking on their life. Like the man got retired and was popping out babies like free throws. So I think that more than the 24 or the number eight, I think that we should take this time to also honor and acknowledge the father, the husband, the fan, because he has so much love for his daughters. And being that this is my daughter's birthday, I feel like in a way I relate. So I know that you're not living on this earth right now, but Kobe Bryant, we do always honor you. Isolation. Isolation with the combination of stress is a mental and an emotional prison that we can spend massive amount of times damaging ourselves and damaging the relationship with those around us. Um, when you are isolating yourself and you are only talking to yourself, I believe that is the moment when you become your own worst enemy. I can only speak for myself, but I feel like I have the capability of being hypercritical if I do not focus my mind. If I allow my mind to wander, it can become hypercritical. It can 
become unreasonable. It can become very weight bearing. It could change the smallest faults into grandiose problems. Um, I think isolation is not always the answer, especially when you're in a stressful state. I think that it does more distorting of your perception and it can also begin to manifest itself in physical discomfort, such as pains in your stomach, um, tightness of your shoulders, um, straining your eyes. And I think that it allows the door of anxiety to be wide open, which then floods and overstimulates you with negative, worris worrisome, and self-loathing thought. Now, we as a people are now starting to realize the keys and just making sure that we are at a good mental health. And that is definitely something that is wonderful. But I can attest as a U.S. veteran that is supposed to receive free medical care for the rest of my life. I am going on the third week where I'm trying to get somebody to grant me the access to be able to see a psychiatrist just to get a, you know, get some counseling and, and, and just to be seen. Um, I also know that if you don't have a good health care plan, that mental health is very, very hard to come by. Um, even Googling free and affordable health care, it, it, mental health care can be something that is very, very, very tiresome because though the initial visit might be free or the initial visit might be cheap, you might end up paying a lot of coinage that you really don't have. So um, definitely seek help if you can afford it, if you can get it. Um, one of the things that I think when you isolate it, you should connect with others, connect with your family, connect with your friends, connect with somebody because you being alone and letting your ego or your shadow or your alternate person beat down on you is just going to make life harder and make life tougher. Sometimes just being in somebody else's presence allows you to laugh. And sometimes that's all you need. You just need a change, a change of pace, a change of this, a change of that. Um, the next tip I would say is get out, get out, isolate yourself. No, get out, go to a party, go to a social, go to the gym, go to an event, go to something, go around other people, go feel some energy, feel the vibe, catch the wave, go out. Um, another thing that I would suggest is just get involved in something. I know that for myself, when I'm moving and grooving, when I'm over here cooking up, whether that be personal training or whether that be, you know, business consultations or whether that be trying to create great things for this podcast, it just makes me feel good. And when you accomplish things, it, it, it gives you that good flow, that good energy. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is there are online services for for mental health help. Um, one of the better services is called BetterHelp. Um, you can Google it, look it up online. They have two different plans. They have a monthly plan, a weekly plan, and then, then they also have a plan per visit. Um, like I said, mental health is you got to find it. You got to find what it is within your budget range. But just remember that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And if the doctor says you had to pay such and such and such or they was going to cut your leg off, you would try to figure out a way to get that money so your leg wouldn't be cut off. So do that same thing with your mind because 
you can enter a dark place and not even know it and really scourge those around you because you are in an abyss and they are trying to save you, but you don't even realize that in their desire to save you, they are suffering um, a lot of damage. I do not believe that there is a such thing as good or bad people. I think this comes just from living life and being in situations where who was right and who was wrong was depending on how you looked at the picture. I am a U.S. soldier. I have been deployed and I have met some of the most courageous people of their home country that were just as animate as us U.S. soldiers and stopping this endless violence. Um, I have been a correction officer. I have had some of the most pleasant and respectful interactions with people that have homicide counts out the wazoo. I used to work at Smith State Prison where one of the um, one of the most aggressive well-known inmate populations was very cordial to me and very respectable. So I, I just it, it it's hard for me to say if a person is good or bad. But what I do believe is that even though there is no good or bad person, that we are all capable and we all are able and we all have made good and bad decisions. And even that can be debated because you really don't understand a person's decision until you understand that person's perspective. One of the tattoos that go across my collarbone line is feel my pain to understand my hustle. And it is just something I just really believe in. Like, how can you how can you judge my moves without really knowing what's behind these moves? How do you judge somebody without understanding what is motivating them to make these decisions? Um and we already know that good decisions don't always have a good outcome. Like, um, I got hit on Monday. Somebody um, hit the back of my car. And just just trying to be respectful to him and be honorable and use stoicism and not choke himself out when he got out the car with so much energy, I felt like I had made the good decision. Turn around, he's, he's telling the insurance place all this other nonsense, and so we're going through that. So even though I made the good decision, I shared my information, I didn't flee the scene of the accident, I asked the man if he was okay, I tried to be respectful for, for him and towards him at the end of the day. My good decision to be good towards him was not reciprocated back towards me. And therefore, that might not be a good decision when I look at it. I might have been feeling like, yo, I should have choked this man out. But at the end of the day, I kind of felt like the best decision was just to be stoic towards him. But we also know that bad decisions do not necessarily have bad outcomes. We have all parlayed with life and done something we know we ain't got no business doing and come out of it on top. And you looking left and right with a little evil look, rubbing your hands like um, Mr. Burns off the Simpsons, because you know that you weren't even supposed to be in that situation. And the, the, the negative outcome of the situation was almost for certain. And then just like at the the end of the movie or when the movie gets good, it screws up and it falls into your favor. 
Um, I think that our decision making is more important than whether we are considered to be good or bad because we have to make sound decisions. And the biggest thing for that is just where's your emotions at in these decisions? Because we know emotions create delusions and they alter perception. And so is a person good? Is a person bad? Did a person make a good decision? Did a person make a bad decision? Or did a person make a decision based upon an altered perception? Um, We know that one of the more dangerous emotions is anger because anger can attach itself to almost anything and create a crisis. Um, it, It not only affects the decision, but a lot of times it affects the speed at which you make a decision. You can be so mad that you just start decision, 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 and now a mild-mannered person is now became a savage. Um, I think that also anger leads to impatience because sometimes we make decisions and we want instant gratification. However, when you are not angry, you might be a little bit more patient. You might have a little bit more empathy. You might have a little bit more sympathy. But once you are in an anger state, all that can easily go away. And I think one of the best ways to just make sure that we're making good decisions in life is to be able to be at peace with yourself, which I always call baseline. And then when you make a decision, being fully committed to that decision, whether it be good or bad. Because another thought of mine is I think we create anxiety when we make decisions and then we don't fully commit to them, we're always looking for a next best option. So are you good? Are you bad? Are you making good decisions? Are you making bad decisions? Are your decisions being affected by your perception? Is there a sprinkle of anxiety or anger or distrust or stress or isolation? Um, It's really interesting when you just start looking at life one decision at a time and how a lot of things can just be drawn back to the decisions we make and we don't make. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out my podcast, Vegas Mr. 702. If you want to hit me up on social media, Facebook, Joshua Broomfield, Instagram, Vegas. Mr. 702, or you can go directly to the website, VegasMr702.com, where you can see a list of services I provide, such as personal training, business consultation, fitness modeling, and life coaching. Check me out. I am having a glorious 2020 practice in Stoicism, and it has really brought me back to looking and fine-tuning my philosophies in life. Because I think that for me, philosophy is super critical because I am a very passionate person. Um, I just am. I just, I am full of life. And I just, when I get excited about something, I get really excited when I'm upset, I am truly upset. Um, I could be even come off as a hothead, but a lot of what allows me to operate with high emotion and high passion 
It is just creating philosophies that structure how I move within the world. I always say that if everything was right and everything was just and everybody was allowed to express themselves when they get mad or upset, we will be in a world full of savages. Because like, if I get mad and I feel like destroying something, whether that be a person or whether that be anything, then like, if I had the right to do it and I'm just binging off that emotion of anger or rage or anything, it would be just a savage land of killers, something that would be put on TV, kind of like The Purge. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. Um, some people would even say The Purge might be great for the society that we live in today. But that's neither here nor there. However, you create these philosophies and these blocks in these standard operating procedures, which to me are so strong that they overrule emotions. If the job is to do the right thing, then doing the right thing cannot be swayed by whether I feel like it or not, whether I feel like what I'm doing is being acknowledged or if what I'm doing is even being respected. I have to continue to do what I feel is right, not based upon the situation, nor based upon emotions, but just based upon the philosophy that doing the right thing is what I believe in doing. I believe in treating people right. A lot of times for me, when I first meet somebody, they have all trust. Like I just don't, I just, in my mind, I don't see how people earn trust. Like you either have to give it and then you or you don't have to give it because earning trust mean that at in my mind that at any shaky point, we are now looking at the credit in which I have earned. And what if I haven't had an opportunity to earn a large amount of trust? So for me, I do things the opposite. I trust a person fully and completely and wholeheartedly until they show me otherwise, because I just don't have the desire to be auditing somebody's actions and giving them trust tokens. Um, another one of my philosophies is just um, owning it, like owning it, owning it, owning it, owning it. Good, bad, own it. I am a cocky, high stepper, smooth talking, slick walking individual. But on the other side of that coin, I have the desire to be as humble and as low as possible. And when I offend someone or when I make a mistake, I want to own it and I want to apologize with the same energy that my cocky self walks around here all day. Um, I don't know what your philosophies are. I don't know if you are in life and you're looking for something to make you feel more rooted or more grounded, but just start researching life and, and, and just critically think about things and think not with emotions, but just think in principles. Because like as this world continues to evolve, the one tradition that we cannot step away from is just good principles. Like, do unto others as you would want done unto yourself. Don't be lazy. Wake up and do work because you are meant on here to do work, to flow with nature, not against nature. And just 
doing things in a manner that which when you leave the earth, it will bring honor on the time that you were on this earth. Remember, to be more real, be more human, be more honest. Catch me next time as we continue to go under the armor.